Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Making Work Fun podcast with Maria and Natasha, two working professionals turned life coaches. I'm Maria, and I have worked in economic consulting for more than 14 years. And I'm Natasha. I have over a decade of work experience in human resources. Through our 25 plus years of combined corporate experience, we have learned a lot about work. And through our work as life coaches, we've learned how to make work fun. Whether you work for someone else, run your own business, or do anything else that you call your work, this podcast will teach you how to make your work fun too. Without giving in to the productivity hustle. So let's dive right in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. So on this week, we wanted to talk a little bit about the premise behind how you can make your work fun by not giving up on what you want. So what we mean by that is by truly like allowing yourself to want what it is that you want, whether it has to do with like your paid work or your unpaid work or whatever you classify as work, letting yourself want it. And then by deciding to keep working towards it and not giving up until you actually create it and achieve it for yourself. I think we should sort of clarify what we mean by like, what is the it? (laughs) And the it really is whatever you want it to be. It doesn't have to be like a massive goal of, you know, I want to write a novel, although it could be. It can be that. It can be, I want to like run a triathlon. It can be like, I want to bake a cake once a week and I want to create the space in my life for like baking a cake once a week. It can be anything as big or as small. It's just like something you actually want in your life as opposed to something you think you should have or something you maybe like wanted in the past, but it's no longer something you want. It's it's sort of whatever you want to create more of in your life. Um, And then the other thing I was thinking here is like, this is a very different premise than, you know, the cultural lesson that we've been taught of like, don't be a quitter. This is not what we mean. When we say don't give up, we don't mean like pick something, never change it, and then keep working on it, whether it serves you (laughs) or whether you want it anymore or not. No, like pick something and then continually check in with yourself. And maybe like next year, this is no longer the thing you want. um, And you can pick something else and work on that. And it's okay, like, to give yourself permission to do that, right? Like, you're not making a contract here with yourself that is unchangeable (laughs) that you're now going to use to, like, beat yourself up or prove to yourself as how you're not someone who gets things done or whatever. That's not the point of it. The point is actually about um, validating your own desires and wants and needs as legitimate and letting yourself have that as part of something that you want to work towards, like giving yourself permission for that to be a valid part of your life. Um, And I always think like there's a few steps that you can do, like use to kind of figure out what it actually is. And the first step is like just letting yourself ask, like answer the question, what is it that I want? Right. Like there, there doesn't have to be kind of a cap to it or you don't have to block yourself in answering that question. Just dream and think about whatever it is that you want. Write that down. There's no guarantee that that's the thing that you have to go for if you if you write it down. But it's like letting yourself contemplate it. And then once you've created a list of those wants and desires, asking yourself why you want them. 
right? Like getting clear on the reasons why. Is it because that's what you think someone like you should do? Is it because your parents expected it of you or your spouse or your kids? Or is it because it's something you have a genuine curiosity for or like you want to have in your life? And once you've outlined what your reasons are, just asking yourself if you like those reasons. Like, do you like the reason for why you want something. And and once you've kind of worked through that part of it, then you'll be really clear on what it is you want, why you want, if you like those reasons. And the next step here is to give yourself permission to like go after that thing. Like Maria said, it could be a very big thing. It could be a really small thing. It doesn't matter. It's really about finding the liberation of letting yourself have that desire and continuously show up and work towards it. Yeah, and it can be actually very scary, which is why a lot of people don't do this. It can be very scary to sit and ask, answer the question for yourself, ask and answer it of like, what is it that I want? And it can be scary for several reasons. One, it could be that it is something that goes against what your parents want from you or your spouse wants from you or, you know, your like friends expect from you. And it, that can be really scary of like, oh, my gosh, like, how do I now do this without having to or while navigating, you know, some maybe skepticism and backlash? Um, it could be because you're you think what that what you want isn't possible for you. So you're like, might as well not, you know, waste my time fantasizing about it because I don't think it's possible. So that can be a scary factor. And the other scary part could be it, it could be that you're blaming yourself for not going after it sooner. Like, OK, if I get honest with myself, then I would have to be mean to myself about not having done it. <laughs> You know, so it's it's multiple layers there and it can be really scary to actually ask yourself the question. But what if you don't have to be mean to yourself? And what if, you know, you can navigate, even if like your friends and family are skeptical of the thing you want, what if you can navigate that and just give yourself permission to step one, just answer the question and then decide what you want to do with it. Totally. Like, what if it's okay if you and your family members have different opinions about what you should want? And like, they're allowed to have their opinions, but you too are allowed to have your own. You become so much more liberated in that space to be yourself and be who you want to be. And it there's so much less resistance, right? You're like not arguing with them, not trying to change anyone's mind. You're just focused on you and thinking about what you want. And you brought up a really good point, Maria, about like, whether or not it's feasible or realistic, like who cares whether or not something is feasible or realistic, right? Like when we think about the word realistic, like what are you even using to define it? Is it like something that you've already created in the past that you've already done and proven to yourself? And if that's the case, then why is that what you're using as your definition for what's possible for you in the future? It like makes no logical sense. That's like no human advancement or like creative pursuit or project could ever have been completed if we only used the past as evidence for what's possible for us in terms of our future or goals. Yeah, it's very, yeah, like realistic. There's no such thing. What's realistic to one person is completely unrealistic to another. So there is no universal definition of what realistic means. But we kind of think there is, right? Like I was just coaching someone even today on this where, you know, my client wanted these specific things in her life, but she had several people around her 
telling her like this is a really bad idea this isn't realistic we're just trying to protect you <laughs> you know this this isn't something you should be pursuing you're just going to be disappointed and you know it was of course like when you have a bunch of people telling you that it you can it can become really hard to believe yourself that this is something that's possible for you and we we talked about that and we were like okay first of all it's these these aren't facts of life these are just a bunch of thoughts that people had and often they're coming from a very good place. It's coming from people who love you and they think that they are protecting you <laughs> with those thoughts. Um, but what we talked about with my client is that when you think about it, it is the, usually the people who have the thoughts of like, well, only this is realistic for me or only this makes sense, who don't, who kind of stay stuck in the same place because they have decided that only two or three things make sense for them to try. And so that's all they try. <laughs> if they thought that, you know, other another 20 things are possible for them, they could have tried those and they could have failed at 19 of them, but the 20th might succeed, <laughs> you know? So it's just the thinking that you should only try whatever your brain came up, your unmanaged brain came up with as realistic is going to really keep you stuck and never sort of let you acknowledge what you actually want to create in your life. And when you use kind of a fear of disappointment as a reason to not show up and try, then you're completely holding yourself back from learning and growing and evolving and trying something new. Like this isn't a guarantee that you will get whatever you want, right? There's no guarantees right. in life. We're not signing that contract. But if you're too scared to try because you don't want to face the disappointment of not achieving it, or you don't want to face the meanness that your brain is going to offer you along the way, then you're completely holding yourself back from learning and growing and pursuing something that might lead to another completely unexpected pathway. Like who knows, right? Um, but for sure, that disappointment avoidance, all it does is it just keeps you stuck on a hamster wheel of where you are now. Yeah, I mean, you're sort of creating that failure in advance by not even trying it. So, of course, the thing didn't work if you never tried it. <laughs> but we kind of have an easier time accepting that and being less mean to ourselves because we're like, okay, now I don't have to tell myself it didn't work because I did something wrong. It just didn't work because I didn't try it. And somehow that, you know, is safer for our brains. Mm. And this kind of comes back to like your relationship with yourself and how you're speaking to yourself, right? Like even if it doesn't happen the way you wanted, it doesn't mean you have to be mean to yourself. Like you can still accept who you are and approve of who you are for just showing up and trying along the way. Like that could be something to celebrate. It's not just like the achievement of what you want as the only thing to celebrate. It's just like who you become along the way, the way that you even get to know yourself along the way that is actually the important part. Like allowing yourself to answer the question of what do I want to do honestly and admitting to yourself those desires is actually such a powerful thing because it helps you get to know yourself. It helps you deepen your relationship to who you are. Yeah, and you really sort of block yourself from even finding out, like you said, opportunities that you may not even have realized existed because sometimes when we don't when we try something maybe the thing itself doesn't work but then something else opens up that's related like let's say for instance you work in an office or for someone else and you want to do like one specific type of you know 
analysis or one specific type of sales. If you don't give that a shot and go maybe talk to your managers, talk to your team and say, like, this is something I want to be doing. Sure, they may say this isn't possible right this second in the company, but someone may say, okay, but there's this other thing that's, you know, kind of related. You want to pursue that maybe. So opportunities could arise that you didn't even realize are there and that you wouldn't have thought of unless you brought up the question and started thinking and looking for options. Mm -hmm. It's almost like you don't need to know the how, the details of the nitty gritty of what something will actually look like or how it will unfold before you even try. It's just like the willingness to show up, ask yourself what you want and not give up on it by continuously working towards it and showing up towards it will like have opportunities or something unfold in ways that you may not even have imagined. And like you said earlier, Maria, this isn't like never quit, only hustle (laughs) until you get there. And that's all that counts. That's how you like prove your self-worth and prove that you are good enough. It's not about that at all. It's really about like respecting who you are and what you maybe want to create in life and trying to go after it. And then maybe when something else appears, honoring that as part of your human experience and valid and acceptable as well too, right? This isn't just like handcuffing yourself now to one goal for the next decade. It's always about, I think to me, being super curious about your motivation because sometimes we do switch goals because we get scared of the original goal. Not that we don't want it anymore. We're just like, okay, this is harder than I thought. What if I switch? (laughs) So sometimes we do do that and sort of be curious about that and deciding whether you want that or not versus other times we're like, okay, this truly isn't what I want anymore. So now I'm going to decide to switch. There's the action behind the two would be the same, but it's a very different motivation and nobody can know that motivation other than you. So just being super curious and super honest with yourself and not judging yourself either way, like not judging yourself for being quote unquote a quitter. Being a quitter is great if you're quitting something that isn't <laughs> isn't isn't helpful in your life. Perfect. <laughs> Just go be a quitter. Um, I think that needs to be a slogan somewhere. Like go be a quitter if it's not something that's go serving. be a quitter. Yes. It sounds amazing. Like if you're quitting something that's not serving you, that sounds great to me. <laughs> and like reclaiming that word. Yeah. Being like, I quit. I did not want to do this thing. I had thought it was a good idea. It wasn't. I quit. Exactly. I was super good and empowered. And this is amazing. Exactly. Just be like curious with yourself. And when we remove that layer of judgment, which I absolutely realize can be really hard because of so many factors. But if we can peek underneath that layer of judgment, then we can get to the, like the core of things. When yeah. we're like, no, I should or shouldn't be doing this. If if you remove the should, then you start seeing what is it that I actually want to be doing. And I always think like to tie into what you said, it's like your body tells you whether it's something you want to do or not. You know whether it feels good in your body or feels bad in your body. Like that is your indication whether you're on the right track or whether it's like, hey, we need to shift gears a little bit, right? Like if it's something that feels genuinely like good and empowering and positive and like it's like you want and it feels like inspirational, then you know that that is something that you want to be working towards. Even if there is a little bit of scariness tied into that and some fear and tied into that, that's very different than like the resistance of, a sh- of you know, being met with, I should do this or I have to do yeah. this, right? That feels more like hopeless or like just, I don't know, despair or just like, 
heavy. It doesn't feel good. And then you have the like judgment and scariness on top of the not feeling good place. Yeah, it is like when we talk about how it feels in your body, the thing that you're shooting or like trying to make yourself to do because you think you're supposed to feels just really like tense and unpleasant. It feels like a tightness. It feels, you know, like something's heavy um, (laughs) on top of you, as opposed to the thing that you actually want feels more expansive, even if it is often terrifying, because it is, it is often like the fear is not the indication that you don't want it. The fear usually is there um, because you you realize that you do want it and you're scared, which is totally normal. Um, so don't let the fear, sometimes we do let do that. We are like, okay, this is scary. So maybe it's not the right choice. We think that if it was the right choice, it would just feel amazing. No fear, no doubt, no nothing. No, that's not that's not what happens. Usually it does, there is a fair amount of um, a fear and doubt involved. It just, does feel a lot more you know expansive and and kind of relaxed almost in your body exactly right because if what you're looking for is 100 percent feeling good that comes with the certainty of it like you're not going to find that at all because whenever you're trying something new or something you haven't done before or something that will result in the future there's like no certainty ever with that there's no guarantee with it so you will never get a hundred percent feeling like okay, confident, grounded, calm about it. But what you're talking about is like feeling the expansiveness of like desire and want and like the relaxation in your body tied in with a little bit of the fear with uncertainty or the like scariness of like, oh my gosh, what is this going to take for me? Or what is this going to mean? And that's very different than the heavy negative feeling that comes with should of like not even giving yourself a choice. Like when you're shooting yourself into doing something, the reason why it feels so terrible is because you've essentially taken away your own autonomous, independent decision-making of that situation. There's no opportunity for you to make a choice. You're just like sticking yourself in a corner, like a toddler forcing yourself (laughs) to do something that you don't want to do, or we don't even know whether or not you want to do it. You're just telling yourself you have to before you even get curious about it. That's a very good point, like with the last thing you just said, because sometimes it, it might be the thing that we want. We're just going to be so much more excited about it and less resistant to it if we stop shooting ourselves into it. So you just you have no idea, actually. It might you, you might end up in the same place, but with a very different approach. Um, the other thing that was like, super helpful to me in, in thinking about this, I, our teacher <laughs> taught us that, it, which is to think of it that way. If you're going to have discomfort either way, like if you're pursuing the thing you want, you'll have the discomfort of fear and it feels, you know, uncertain. And if you're not pursuing the thing you want, you have that resistance and that sort of resentment. If there's a discomfort either way, then why not just do the thing you want? (laughs) You're not avoiding discomfort. And so might as well go with the discomfort that gives you the thing you want, right? Mm -hmm, Totally. And that's like after you've examined exactly what it is that you want, right? But I think sometimes what people do and like the way they use that teaching against themselves is they're like, there's going to be discomfort either way. I should do this thing that like would make me better, right? right? But it's like, let's just take out all the should figure out what it is that you want truly 
And maybe what you want isn't a big, lofty, huge goal. Maybe it's like to rest and have calm and time that's like filled with quiet and space in your calendar. Like neither one of those things is better than the other, but they will still both have some elements of discomfort. Like the interesting thing about resting and taking time off for yourself when you've been in hustle productivity culture is that rest often feels terrible too. <laughs> like we have this perfectionist fantasy of how it's supposed to feel good, but it doesn't. the time right so it's like knowing that there will be discomfort and neither option will ever eliminate discomfort it's like what do you truly want to do and if that's the thing you want knowing that not doing it isn't going to eliminate the discomfort then why not go after it kind of thing right no you're right that was a very good point that you brought up is that and I think I did that to myself when I first learned the concept of okay if there's going to be discomfort either way then I should choose the thing that I think is more virtuous. So yes, I that's so different. That's different than the yeah. thing that I want. The thing that I want exactly. is the thing that I view as more virtuous or like what society thinks is like defined as a higher moral standing or whatever. Like we're just saying, or oh, what, yeah. Go ahead, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> or what's safer often. We're like, okay, yeah. this thing is the safer one. And if there's going to be discomfort either way, why not stay safe? <laughs> that was the other thing. Yeah. Totally right. But in reality, like you can create emotional safety for yourself in any option. And the way that you do create emotional safety is by honoring yourself is by not being mean to yourself. It's by how you talk to yourself along the way. And it's not by like berating yourself or telling yourself that your dreams are too lofty or unrealistic, or, you know, it means something bad about you because you haven't achieved it yet. Yeah. And I'm I'm really glad you brought up rest too, because that's obviously that's my um, niche and my specialty. But people often do that with rest too. They're like, okay, if rest is gonna feel bad, then why do it? Might as well just work <laughs> 14 hours a day and produce more. I'm like, well, because you're not a robot and you're gonna break down sooner or later. <laughs> so might as well learn how to rest now before you get to that critical point. People are like, okay, I thought rest was gonna be amazing, but if you're telling me it's not gonna be always amazing, then I think you're gonna give up on it. <laughs> Right. It's not going to solve all of your problems. I mean, it will solve the problem of like your human body and functioning (laughs) if you're working 14 hours a day, every single day of the week. Right. But it's not all of a sudden going to be this magical land where everything feels good all the time. And I really love that you called it learning how to rest because I think we have learned how to not rest as a society. Like we've accepted that as a premise, but you can like unlearn those capitalistic productivity, hustle, belief systems, and learn how to take deep rest and how to take time for yourself to like contemplate what you want to do, contemplate your life, to just think, to enjoy the present moment, whatever rest means and feels like for you. Yeah, absolutely. You definitely need to like rest is extremely difficult for most of us because of everything you just mentioned. And we think it's supposed to be this easy thing. And it's actually like, something that's very hard to do and um like you you absolutely need to learn what it means for you and learn how to do it without you know giving into those old thought patterns of like this doesn't feel great might as well go back to work yeah (laughs) and also like rest along the way of working towards what you want and not giving up on what you want like if the idea of not giving up on what you want feels terrible to you and feels like awful 
I would get curious about why that feels so awful and terrible to you because I think what you're conflating it with is forcing yourself to go, go, go all the time, berating yourself along the way, making yourself achieve goals in unrealistic timeframes, not giving yourself time for rest or break or, you know, to do things that you actually want to be doing. Like all of those things are probably tied into why the notion of not giving up actually might sound terrible to you if that's if that's where you kind of receive this or if that's how you're hearing this. Yeah, for sure. Like our productivity and like hustle culture has given us so many of those like really toxic messages of like never give up. <laughs> this is not what we're talking about. This is the exact opposite of what we yeah. talking about. You know, we don't mean don't like push yourself past your limit push yourself past like what's comfortable <laughs> or like what's like sustainable for you um it, we just really what we mean by not giving up is really like not letting yourself talk yourself out of what you actually want yeah like, and that can be more rest and for a lot of people that is more rest for instance to like counter the productivity <laughs> hustle thing it just we we often what happens with rest and what i see in in my clients is they kind of instinctively know that they want more rest and they need more rest. But then again, they start to work. It feels terrible. And then they give up on that. They let themselves talk themselves out of it. Mm -hmm. Like maybe this was a bad idea. Maybe this isn't the solution. Maybe I shouldn't be doing it. What we mean is like catch yourself when you start talking yourself out of what you wanted and just question it. Yeah, I love that. And the way that I see that play out with my clients on the money mindset side point is they talk themselves out of wanting more money. They're like, oh, this means I'm greedy. This means I'm doing something wrong. This means I'm a bad person. I'm like charging too much. I'm not like giving the value of whatever the dollar amount. Like there's so much negative association with that, that they prevents themselves from even being curious about why they want it, what their rationale and their reasons are. And I think that's what we're trying to suggest here. It's not that like you have to do something and you have to do it a certain way and it has to be done by a certain timeline. It's actually more just like recognizing, hey, what is the thing that I might want to do as part of my human lived experience how could I actually let that happen? How could I work towards it? How could I not, as you said, Maria, like not talk myself out of this thing that I have as a desire in my life? Yeah, exactly. So be curious and be compassionate with yourself. And if if anything that we said is like sort of bringing up some of those red flags that like hustle and productivity culture has taught you just just question it <laughs> don't take that as you know Maria and Natasha just told me to hustle more nope <laughs> we <laughs> yeah. did not <laughs> yeah exactly right like if anything we're ever saying doesn't feel good for you then that's the part to like you said Maria get curious and start to look at and be like why doesn't this feel good what am I interpreting it as because we're definitely yeah. never telling you to work harder and hustle more and produce more, unless that's what no. you want to be doing. <laughs> unless, exactly, unless that is your true thing that you want to be doing. <laughs> yes, absolutely. All right, well, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. And we will talk to you again next week. Hey, everyone, it's Maria. I am a burnout coach for professional women, and I work with high achieving perfectionists who want to heal burnout so that they can take a step back and enjoy their lives without sacrificing their success. 
To work with me one-on-one, -on -one, you can go to my website, which is restovergrind.com and book a free consult call. You can also follow me on Instagram at rest underscore over underscore grind or on LinkedIn under restovergrind LLC. Hey everyone, Natasha here. I'm a money mindset coach. I work with women who want to shift their beliefs around money and wealth so they can finally leave the drama behind and focus on actually doing the work they love to do. I work with two different types of clients, employees who want to make more money at work or entrepreneurs who want to earn more in their business. And I teach people how to love the process of earning and creating more because it really is possible for money to be easy and fun. So let me show you how. You can find me on my website at natashatakesti.com or on Instagram at natashatakesti. We'll see you there.